Welcome to the Smoke Learning Channel. In this six-part video series, I'll show you how to create a scope. At some point in our VFX careers, someone will ask you to create a binocular scope, telescope, or even missile-guided laser sights. So I'm going to show you how to do this, but the emphasis will be on specific tools to help you get to grips with some functionality. If anything, that is what I would like you to gain from this. If you would like to follow along, you can download the media. You can click on the link in the YouTube description to start the download. If you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. So here we have a shot in the sequence, and I would like to use this to simulate a binocular scope. Select the segment and press Control Tab to bring up the effects ribbon. Click Create Connect Effects to enter into the node-based compositor. Press one left arrow to hide the media panel as we will create everything we need in Smoke. The first step is to create the scope shape to simulate looking through binoculars. This can all be done using masks. To start, we need a few nodes. Hover over the node bin and press C for a color frame node. Drag the node and place it under our image. Double-click on the node and set the color to black. Switch back to the ConnectFX node bin. Now hover over the node bin and press A for Action. Drag the Action node and place it near the other nodes. With the Action node selected, press Ctrl N twice to create two media inputs. Connect the source clip into the first red front input. It doesn't need an alpha, so don't connect the blue input. Now connect the color frame into the front and alpha inputs of media input 2. So we have two layers in action currently composited on top of each other. The reason why we connected the blue input for the color frame is that we will cut out a scope shape using this layer. In order to do so, it needs to have an active alpha that is enabled through the blue input. Double-click on the Action node to bring up its menus, and ensure you are in the Media menu. Entry 1 is the background, and Entry 2 is the black frame. Now let's create the cutout. Follow along Media Entry 2. Double-click in the empty box in the Kia column to enter into the modular Kia. The standard setup is the Master Kia configuration, but all we want is the masking tools. So click the Start Mode pull-down menu and choose Reset to G-Mask. Confirm the pop-up window. The new set only has a masking tool on the Alpha pipeline. Press the Home icon to go to the dual default layout. Double-click on the G-Mask node and click the Result Viewer. Now when creating masks, there are a number of ways you can do this. You can click the Add button and start to draw your shape. You can click to create control points in the viewer, and the shape will form. This point-and-click method is to create controlled shapes. If you hold SHIFT, the control points will disappear, and you can freely draw your shape. When you release the button, Smoke will draw the control points to form the shape. But you can carry on drawing using either Click and Draw or Freehand Drawing. Just remember to close the shape to complete the mask. 
Then you can use the lessoufit slider to refine the freehand parts of the mask. This slider only works the first time the mask is created. If you modify the mask further, this slider will grey out. Now that looks nothing like a scope, so let's delete this and do it properly. Switch the mask selection mode to All and press the Delete button. This will delete all mask objects created in this node. What we actually need is a circular mask to create the scope view. We will use one of Smoke's supplied masks to do the job. Click the Load button under the GMask header. In the browser, change the GMask mode from Custom to Default. This will bring up all the supplied mask shapes. Select the circle and it will load into the GMask node. Select the GMask and scale it up to 280%. This puts it just within Screen Action Safe. Now the mask is not perfectly symmetrical because it is being stretched by an aspect ratio which is 16 by 9. Unlock the Proportion button and set the X scale to 210% and this should give us a decent circle. Move the X position of the circle to minus 350. So that is the positioning for the first lens. Let's soften the edge a bit as well. The edge softness is known as the edge offset. So drag the offset slider to 5 to soften the edges of the mask. Now remember that white is opaque and black is transparent. So if I select the result viewer and press 3, the context viewer will show the current result of the mask. We actually need to invert it as we are cutting out of the black frame. Click the Outside button and this will inverse the colours of the mask. Hover over the result viewer and press F4 to see the result. The black and white colours are now inverted, causing the cutout. To create the second lens, we need to duplicate the first one. Hover over the modular key schematic and press Escape twice. This will show us the contents of the GMask node. Similar to Action, each mask exists as an object with an axis node for transformations. To make a duplicate, select the top axis node. Change the selection mode to Branch. This means everything connected to this top axis node is selected. Click the Duplicate button and the nodes will be duplicated. Hold Option and move the top axis to the side. So now we have a duplicate of the first circular mask. With the axis still selected, set the X position to 350. So the masks are positioned correctly for the lenses, but we have run into a problem. Currently, both masks are inverted. The outside of the first and second mask is white. When they intersect, the intersection causes black. To fix this issue, the second mask must be told not to fill the first mask up entirely with white. Turn off the Outside button for the second mask. So this returns the first mask to black and the second mask is now white. That second mask should actually be black. Drag the colour slider from 100 white to 0 black. And now we have our binocular scope shape. The best way to understand the mask tools is that you are dealing with shapes with black and white colours. Each will impact on the other. 
We will look at some more of this in the next mask section of the series. For now, press the return button to return to action. So we're off to a good start, but the scope edges are still too harsh. Plus, we need to have control over the luminance and blurriness of the edges to give that lens look. In the next video, we will create another layer in action and use that to create edge luminance and smearing. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Smoke Learning Channel for future videos.